Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommuting transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. It is episode 24 and it is a very, how do you say, uh, a lot of tension in this episode because we're in the middle of filming Feudcast. It was such a long and intense feud yeah. that we needed to split it in two days of recording and filming and I didn't want to let my podcast audience down with content. So here we are trying our best to produce more content <laughs> while we have this feud going. I don't think they'll be let down. It's it's going to be pretty epic. It's going to be a great pod. Like so far, we're halfway through it and not to spoil anything, but I'm going to spoil things. It's it's like neck and neck. It's like who's going to win? Who's going to be the better co-host? Uh Ian or David? Right now you're here uh in the off time, so maybe will that give you points? <clears throat> I don't know. I think it. I think it might. You gonna pull a pull a Hogwarts at the end there? Maybe yeah. it might might do some Hogwarts points. Some magic bonus points at the end. Yeah, like how Dumbledore every time Slytherin would win, Dumbledore. But then Harry showed up, <laughs> so we're gonna give him literally the amount of points it would take. Yeah, to win this cup or that's, whatever. That's my strategy. Sucking up. Quantity over quality. Quantity over quality. You know, a lot of people have that strategy yeah. in life. It's all about. It's all about just. Oh, it's all about putting out everything at once. Yeah. I think I also have the fates on my side, though. You have the fates on your side. Tell me more about that. Well, uh, my wife Bronwyn. She's uh, <clears throat> kind of a witchy lady. In a good you way. Know, she's got like a big tattoo of like a goat on her arm yeah. and stuff like that. A couple of what? Are, what else does she have on her tattoo? It's a it's a goat and a hare and a raven and like a moon on the the ball of her shoulder. So that should give you a good idea. So it's it's witchy in the good way. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so she's been uh, researching to expand her her witchy knowledge. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's witchy in a bad way? Like, is that like I when mean, like you, you like, call somebody a witch and it's well, you really mean bitch, but you're like too too prude to to say a curse word? I don't know. I was thinking like like people might be at home might be thinking, oh, she wears a pointy hat, she has a cauldron. What's wrong with that? I mean, maybe it's a bad way. It's a little stereotypical. Yeah, you know. Off-putting, maybe to have a have have a, have someone who's generically a witch, like straight up green, crooked nose. I suppose. Like people might be thinking that of Bronwyn. I don't want them to think that of Bronwyn. She's not green. She's not green. She's we'll, very fair scared, fair skinned. We'll touch on that later. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> so we got a witchy Bronwyn, and she's she wanted, mm-hmm. and you were like interested in. Okay, what's my fate on Feudcast? I need to know. I can't yeah. wait. I can't. Stand so she's away. got like a she's researching this tarot deck that she's got that's uh, like the Aleister Crowley deck and um, she wanted to just test it out and see how she did with her new found knowledge Um, she's been like reading up on it and listening to podcasts about it and uh, so I did a little little drawing okay has some cards drawn for you drew drew a card I might fuck this up it was the four of discs Four of discs. If you know tarot, and you and since Bronwyn is an amateur tarot person, mm. she, she's a new 
She's new to this whole she's, tarot thing. Yeah, she's uh, a novice. She's gaining her knowledge. She's, she's using YouTube to find all her witchy knowledge. Anyway. <laughs> hey, where did you learn to become a witch? Some secret yeah. cabin in the woods where where hairs are turned into people? I mean, a oh. lot of it, it sounds very intuitive, a lot of it. So it's, it's kind of what you feel and uh, not unlike what I do. Okay. But anyway. So it's therapy without a degree. <clears throat> yeah. Well, intuitive counseling, but with cards. Yeah. So uh, I drew the four of discs, and the word on the card was power. And um, the from her book, the knowledge we gained about that was that I would be gaining some uh, <clears throat> some level of of prestige mm. that ultimately was meaningless. <laughs> So it's pretty much in the bag <laughs> that so, you're going to win Spewedcast. I was like, well, what could that be? Oh, Scottcast. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weight off your shoulders, isn't it? <laughs> like, you're going to come into Feudcast, uh on Sunday, like, swinging because you know whatever you throw, it's going to land. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm was, excited for I the podcast. I was worried I might have to eat some bugs or something. Weird. Right. Like a water bug. <laughs> That's what. That's the stake that we've decided for Feudcast. If yeah. the 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 winner is going to be crowned uh, best co-host, mm. and the loser is going to have to eat a water bug, yeah, like uh, like in Joe Rogan's Fear Factor, like mm-hmm. they always make people eat disgusting things. Mm-hmm. And we want to be the best podcast, and I'm not going to let Joe Rogan corner the market on making people eat weird things. Yeah, so we're going to make. We're going to make the loser feudcast eat a weird thing. And that was kind of the, the positive punishment thing you were talking about on the, on the last cast we did. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a clinical professional, I also know that uh, punishment is not the best way to get someone to, to alter their behavior. But it's the funnest way. Don't, it you, is the, <laughs> don't you agree? If you were on the uh, giving end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the viewing end. Well, what are you are you telling me that I uh, that I would be the one who needs correcting? I'm doing pretty good. I'm I've got saying my own podcast. It's also important to have incentives for the ones who are succeeding. And that'll um, that'll also motivate the loser, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so David might come out of this with all of this positive punishment we're giving him. Yeah. He might come out of this like a really good podcaster. He might, yeah. Like, he might have a podcast it's, that's better than ours, given all the punishment, where, like, especially if this tarot reading is accurate. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a tidal wave of punishment coming his way. <laughs> you know? Because we're not setting up feudcast to have low stakes. It's it's going to be brutal. It's going to the game at the end that I'm planning. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve everything that Scott Katz has ever touched on. Damn. In a grueling, uh, intense, gamified version of some of our favorite Scott Cast segments. Wow! So you'll have gonna, to give me notes on that before I. I feel like <laughs> with the tarot reading you got, like you don't need notes. Okay. You got you got the fates on your side. I got it down. You can have Bronwyn uh, YouTube up how to do some potions and elixirs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, or any added security you might want, yeah. or strength, <clears throat> but you know that tarot reading, that four of discs. It sounds like he got it in the bag, prestige, but for no 
<laughs> with no real good advantage to the prestige. That's exactly what winning Scott Cash Feudcast is about. Yeah. It's about glory for nothing but the sake of glory. It should be called Four of Discs Cast. <laughs> we'll attract the more pagan audience to, go. to the feudcast to, to the podcast. I need I'm trying to I'm trying to make Scott casts more palatable to a wider range of people. Palatable? But palatable? What's the word? Palatable? Yeah. <laughs> Commute. Commute. Palatable. We need we need to get a running we need to get a running list of the words I can't say. <laughs> so I can make some flashcards. So we're going to I'm trying to make it more palatable for the for the world <laughs> for more for more uh, groups of people and I feel like Bronwyn will help us make it more uh, easy to digest yeah. for the witchy crowd. Because yeah. I've, I've known a pagan or two in my life. Yeah. They're fun, decent people, and I'm pretty sure they would all listen to podcasts. I think so. You know? If you're a pagan and you're listening to this podcast, email in to hotforscottcast at gmail.com and let me know. if it, Is it pagan-friendly? I don't want to be offending any any particular religions or anything like that. I mean, we're uh, particularly paganism. I don't want someone drawing cards on me, making me lose my audience. So your your uh, studio slash apartment was very reminiscent of a Norwegian prison. I think that's that's kind of harkens to the uh, the pagan folk. Yeah, and the Nor the Norway hey, pagans yeah. like Norway. But here's the deal: I've I've kind of upgraded the space. It's yeah. not very Norwegian prison anymore. It's a little cluttered. It's true. I don't really you have. Do, you do have curtains now, and air conditioning and stuff. Curtains, air conditioning, recliners. That's it's pretty much a. It's like a normal person space. I was gonna say it's super swanky, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like normal. Someone, someone normal lives here. <laughs> <laughs> Yours normal is my swanky. Yeah, that's that should be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> so we got an email bag. Okay, love to hear it. Um, I got an email from one of our loyal listeners uh, telling that they, they were listing off all the things they love about Feudcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are little... Even though Feudcast hasn't aired. Oh, I meant, I meant Scottcast. There you go. <laughs> I, I get the names mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> they were telling me how great the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, is. Mm -hmm. And they were saying things like, you know, I love that you keep coming up with facts about Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you keep coming up with uh, ways to, you know, shit on David. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. Yeah, so like we're nailing down, we've, we've got a list of Scott Cast tropes that really defines who we are, but one of the things kind of burnt me. Mm. They, they said, a loyal listener wrote in and said, I love how inconclusive you are about all your opinions. Yeah. I'm like what? I thought we were. I thought we were like on high talking, talking to our lowly listeners, telling them what to think and showing them the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize we weren't even giving them conclusive direction. I feel bad. I feel like we're doing a disservice to our loyal listeners by not showing them the correct opinions to have. And so this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm dedicating to eradicating that notion of Scottcast that we we come up with inconclusive uh, opinions on on topics and yeah. scenarios. And do you have any uh, worries about 
alienating the person who really liked that? No, because they <laughs> liked so much else about it. Okay. You know, if the inconclusiveness was really that great, I feel like I feel like we'll feel it. So we're gonna venture into the uh, the mind control game and try and dictate to people what they should think. A little bit, yeah. Is it mind control when you're being blunt about it, <laughs> <laughs> or is that just charisma? I don't know. I think it's just charisma when 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 you're being blunt. I think if we were going around saying, coming up with a bunch of inconclusive opinions about the topics, yeah. And expecting someone to go one way or the other, that's brainwashing. That's mind control. Which by allowing the other person to have their opinion about it? Yeah, because we're not we're giving them the illusion of control over their opinion by mm. basically we're coming up with an inconclusive opinion mm. on a, su- a subject, like say uh hmm. See now I'm trying to think of an opinion we had. I don't think we had an opinion, but like, so we we come up with these inconclusive thoughts about like the subject. We're being fair and balanced, and that's what they like. And you want to be Fox News, you, Scott News. I want to be. I want to control what people think when they listen to Scottcast. I want them. I want someone to put on the headphones when they listen to Scottcast. You know, relax. You don't need to think. You don't need to develop your own opinion. I've got that taken care of. <laughs> We'll give you the opinion you should have. By the way, subscribe to Amazon. By the way, audibletrial.com <laughs> forward slash scottcast is a fantastic thing for you to sign up for, especially if you haven't done it already. And But not if you don't want to, but seriously, fucking do it. Seriously, do it, and then cancel your membership. Just do it. Cancel your membership right afterwards. Just sign up, download a book, and cancel. And one fell swoop. You'll be, it'll take 10 minutes for you. You'll have a great new audio book to enjoy, to listen to. It could be about any number of topics, like Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton, mm-hmm. The Lost World by Michael Crichton. You can get those on Audible. Probably read by a celebrity, I want to say. I haven't checked. Probably. You can get some good new books about dinosaurs, so you can get some updated dinosaur knowledge, which is always good. Because they're coming out with new information and facts about dinosaurs every week. Like every week, there's like 20 new dinosaurs being discovered and named and species and all that. So there's plenty of content out there for you to subscribe to on audible.com. You might as well do it. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast and sign up if you haven't already. If you're listening to this still... And you haven't signed up for audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. Well, keep listening because I'd prefer you to listen to this, really. I don't need you reading some, listening to some other stuffy person just reading whatever crap that they got thrown in front of them for a paycheck. When you could be listening to du- direct passion and empathy and, uh, and expertise. We don't speak for paychecks. We don't speak for paychecks. And that's quite obvious given how many people did not sign up for audibletrial.com <laughs> forward slash Scottcast. <laughs> so please sign up for that in your off time and your non-Scottcast time to fill up the hours while you wait for Feudcast and you wait for the weekly pod to drop. You know, because we are, we are a kind pod. We are. We are a kind pod. We don't... We give you the opinions you should have so that you have a better life. Better living through podcasting mm. is what I always say. 
Like every day I've said that so far. <laughs> starting today. <laughs> yeah, starting today. <laughs> That's going to be my motto. I'm going to wake up better living through podcasting. And I'm going to put on a podcast, probably my own podcast. Take a listen. See, see how good I am. <laughs> I like a good ego stroking once in a while. You know, and Scott Cast is great for that. Yeah. You know, I, get, I bring in my smart friends to talk to. And they say things that are smart and true and correct. And I say things that are passionate and energetic and inspiring. And we combine them. And we create entertainment that cannot be beat by any medium. Yeah. Film, music, literature. All of these pale in comparison to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission on the West known as Scottcast. Precisely. Yeah. And then sometimes you have Dave on too. And then sometimes you have Dave <laughs> <laughs> we gotta fill in the, sometimes we gotta fill in the time you know sometimes Ian's sick sometimes we gotta fill it in with David sometimes we gotta fill it in with my cat sometimes it's just me talking and I do want special guests I don't want people to be afraid to be like Scott I've got some crap I want to promote can mm. I go on Scottcast and uh, talk with you a little bit and have a pod with you and like yeah you could definitely come on you can come on with me you can come on with me and Ian you can come on any, probably not David David's hard to figure out <laughs> <laughs> and you won't get a word in <laughs> so if you really want to promote something come on the podcast with me or Ian or me and Ian mm-hmm. and come on just email hopperscottcast at gmail.com if you want to be a guest and I'll look and see if you're cool enough yeah because we're not going to just accept willy nilly anybody who wants to be a guest it's very exclusive. It's very exclusive. Only, only like high-end celebrities and uh, interesting personalities. Only those t- two kinds of people. Yeah. No weird mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. So if you're a high-end personality with an no high-end celebrity with an interesting personality, that's almost overkill. Like you got to dull it down so that I'm the one who looks better. That's the one rule. If you're on Scott Cast, you got to make sure Scott looks good. That's that's why Kyle's cast was only eight minutes because he was like, yeah, he started going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he started dropping knowledge, and like I was, I had to be like, whoa, whoa! If, if we keep going with this, people are going to want Kyle Cast, <laughs> and they're not going to listen to Scott Cast anymore. I got to cut this. So yeah, listen to Scott Cast. Get your AudibleTrial.com going and enjoy. Yeah. What kind of beer do you like, Ian? I like all the beer. You like all the beer. You're big and you you love all sorts of different beers. You're like a connoisseur. I mean, I, not uh, like a not like alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say all the beer because American beer uh, tends to be gross. Uh, How do you define American beer? Like the big brand American beer, like Budweiser. Okay. Miller Lite. You know, like budget beer. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But you'll buy budget Canadian beer, like Molson. Is that budget beer? Yeah. It is, yeah. Canadians do it better. Mm-hmm. There's there's more flavor. Um, well, they got their own store just for beer. Yeah. Canadians... Amer- I don't know what Amer- what's wrong with Americans. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how American... Like, American budget beer is, like, actually really popular in other countries. Is it? Yeah. Really? Like Budweiser? Yeah. Like, like they're all about... I know PBR... In China, uh-huh. like there's a blue ribbon on PBR, and you know, blue ribbon, it's first place, it's the right. best. And in China, they take it seriously. Like yeah. PBR, like pouring a PBR for somebody is like 
we're having champagne tonight. We're celebrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got this huge promotion. You're you're gonna be the top CEO of one of the biggest companies in China. Here's a PBR. It's kind of how it is over there, and over here it's just what hipsters drink when they're poor. Right. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't understand that. I mean, I'll I'll go there if I have to. Okay. But uh, American craft beer is damn good. I mean, you can. Especially in Michigan. Michigan's like, I don't know why, but this is like a hub of craft beer in mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Michigan and uh, Colorado are like both pretty big beer producing states. Yeah, my brother, he, you know, grew up, grew up, raised in Michigan. Mm -hmm. He went to college in Kalamazoo, uh, moved to Nebraska right underneath Colorado. And with all that influence, that's what he did. Started a brewery. There you go. He's got his own brewery. He's trying to make bring that quality thing to a rural town, which is fine mission in itself. Yeah. So like, I like these beers. I like a lot of these craft mm -hmm. beers. I'm not a big beer guy, and I, but I think I've discovered that I cannot have a certain kind of beer. I can't have IPAs anymore. Mm -hmm. and it's not because I go crazy drinking them. Like I had a couple IPAs just this week it was i had like three or four mm -hmm. right not bad not crazy i wasn't like slurring speech and throwing bottles at people yeah you know i had my <clears throat> clothes on the whole time everyone thought i was a delight i have no bad reviews or anything no blackouts or anything but that yeah. morning i woke up and i had the absolute worst hangover in the world like it was an all-day kind of thing an mm. all-day ip hangover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and killed the whole day of productivity mm -hmm. you know which affects everything in my life my job my my social relationships uh the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as scottcast sponsored by audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast yeah go there if you want an audiobook uh, dino pit mm. it affected all of these things because it's like okay there's one now I'm one day behind everything yeah you know and it's not good I was helping my neighbor move Emily mm. Emily Wood and and I was like she likes IPAs mm -hmm. so I thought hey this is the last time we're gonna be kind of hanging out in the same house apartment thing yep let's get some beers yeah. And make this moving fun. As one does. Right. So I went and got some IPAs. And and uh, this is the funnest part about that day. I, I had the genius idea. She was moving and she was like not touching her drink because she was too busy putting things in boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And I was like, well, what can we do here? And I remembered. Like last year, I bought myself one of those camelbacks. Mm -hmm. It's like a little backpack with a pouch in the back and yep. a straw that comes forward. Yep. I was like, you know what we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. We're going to pour a beer in this camelback, strap it on her, and it worked pretty good. Mm -hmm. There was one problem, if you're going to try this at home. The one problem with it is because beer's carbonated. Mm -hmm. Like, the straw would con would continually become filled up with air, even if you, you know, vacuum-sealed... Right. The pouch. Yeah. So that I wouldn't do that. This it would just create air bubbles. So it was a little tough like that. 
But overall, it worked. You know, she she was able to get her stuff packed away and moved, and she was able to drink while she did it. I'm gonna do that next time I move. <laughs> it's it's a genius idea. <laughs> and those pouches aren't like like they're a little. They're not like stupid cheap, but they're disposable. You're, you're not supposed to drink out of them all the time. Right. You're not supposed to just uh, reuse it forever. Right. So there, if you want to just make a beer pouch and just have that every once in a while and like you're a bicyclist. I might just do that every day. Yeah, yeah, you got one of them, can- yeah, just walk around <laughs> with your little camel back on. Like you'd be talking to all your kids with like a little camel back on and a little straw going. <laughs> like, tell me how you feel today. <laughs> I might get fired for that, but yeah. Well, only if they check. You know, everyone looks at a guy with a camel back on, and especially if you're like uh, bicycling into work. I have been thinking about that. Yeah. I do uh, I do home visits, so that that's what makes it tenuous, is mm-hmm. that I have to plan, like, certain days I need my car. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, also, I, like, a day like today, it's kind of balls hot out. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees, 95 or something. 98 degrees. Yeah, so, like, those those certain Michigan days where it's, like, 70 and, like, no humidity and no rain... And I don't have to need my car. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bike to work. That's that, that's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of prerequisites there. But. So like three days a year, I'm gonna bike to work. Right. So you need to get yourself a Camelback. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is you can have a Camelback, and you can for the ride there have a pouch of water. Yes. But also keep a pouch of beer in there for when the kids get a little tough. For the ride back. And whiskey doesn't have carbonation, so you could go whiskey. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> For the ride back, I'm like a block and a half away from uh, Motor City Brewery. Mm. That's what's up. Mm. So yeah, fill up your pouch, buy a couple pints, and just dump it in there. And yeah. Like, okay, okay. See you guys. And like, if they if it's a brewery, just have them go from tap to pouch. Yeah. Tap to pouch. You don't need to, you don't need to bother. If you can be better for the environment. So long as there's no sanitary concerns. Yeah. I'm thinking in like, we need to start selling branded pouches, alcohol mm-hmm. pouches, a Scott Cast, uh, Scott Cast booze pouch <laughs> <laughs> for when you need your hands, but you also need your booze. Yeah. You know, you, you pour the booze in there and it's specially formulated or designed for boozing while you, while, while on the move. Mm-hmm. Booze on the move with Scott Cast pouches. Can you get pulled over for? I I know you can it has happened that like bicyclists can get ticketed for operating under the influence. Drunken bicycling. Yeah, but I feel like Midtown is pretty good for that now because they have. I don't know if you've been like that area lately, but they they made it so that you got your two car lanes, one in each each direction. And then there's a parking lane, and then there's the bike lane. Mm-hmm. So the bicyclists aren't, they're riding in the road, but they're not really in the road. They're yeah, like, they have there's a layer of protection from parked cars. Right. Maybe it'll be good. I don't think, I don't think it'll change the laws any yeah. <laughs> about being drunk and operating like a, I guess I a human powered yeah. vehicle. I don't know. It how shouldn't be about that. Yeah, like it's like like I don't think there's I don't think cops are trained to spot Especially drunk like bicyclists. From from work to home, I would just be getting drunk as I'm arriving home. Okay, <laughs> well that's perfect, <laughs> honey. I'm home. <laughs> 
whip those tarot cards out. We got a <laughs> Scott cast coming up. Want to see how it goes? <laughs> Am I going to be famous tomorrow? Let me know. So anyway, that was a huge, uh, uh, huge tangent. I was huge. You were talking about uh, moving your friend up. Yeah, I was moving my friend up, and we had the Camelback, and I was drinking these IPAs, and I had maybe three or four, and that's what caused this hangover, which is crazy for me because I can drink like a lot of, I can drink the same amount liquid of whiskey, and be fine the next day, like sprightly up. Up and at him. Hello, yeah. Kyle. Pet, pet, pet. I'm <laughs> off to work in my other room, but still. Yeah. And I'm fine. I'm like, there's no headache. There's no sickness. There's no whatever. And it's fine. But with IPAs, it's all out the window, apparently. There's some chemistry in me. Mm. So here's this. Here's this. To start off the conclusive Scott cast. Okay. I can't drink IPAs. Period. Period. It's done. Me and IPAs. I love you, IPAs. You're all good. Two-Hearted Ale was probably my first IPA I've ever had mm -hmm. from Bell's. Mm -hmm. Good old Michigan beer like we were talking about. Yeah. And, oh, can't drink it anymore. Mm -hmm. All-day IPA, maybe? Because it's got a lower alcohol content, like mm -hmm. you were saying. It's designed to go all day, which is a bit... It's like, it's a strange branding strategy. Mm -hmm. Drink this all day. And it, I might uh, maybe... My inclusion in the cast is what's making us so uh, non-committal, because I'm gonna refute. Well, well, I, maybe that is true. I actually was mentioned in that inconclusive email that yeah. it might be because we're talking with you, mm -hmm. and you always have this rational, balanced look at things. Yeah. Where, like you're saying, like I remember you're saying in the other pod. That everybody has a bit of good, everybody has a bit of dark in them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, what can I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> and and so, what are you going to say about this? Do you say? Do you think I shouldn't ban IPAs for my life? Because I think with the degree, I think IPAs are tricky. Okay, what's the trick? <clears throat> because there's so much hops, they were designed to. Uh, Hops were, were used as kind of a preservative, right? So right. it's India Pale Ale because that's what they drank from the trip from like European nations around all the way to India on the, the spice route. Right. It lasted longer. You could get there and you could drink your beer. All day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but also... That level of hops and that bitterness, it, it masks a lot of the nuances of the beer. So you can have an IPA that is brewed pretty, uh, pretty masterfully, and you can have an IPA that is brewed uh, kind of amateurishly. Okay. And the gap there is going to be less than, say, a lager. I'm drinking Molson Canadian right now. It's not a premium beer. Mm. It's a budget beer. Mm. But it's miles ahead of uh, an American lager. Okay. But I've also had craft lagers. Like uh, Founders has, I don't remember what it's called. It's like golden something. Mm -hmm. And that's fucking delicious. Okay. But it's a lager. You don't think of like super flavorful beer being lagers or pilsners 
And so there's this, there's a lot more range there and you can tell what's good and what's bad. And with IPAs, the bitterness sort of masks some of that. Okay, so you're thinking that I caught an IPA. So you may have hit an IPA that tasted delicious. Yeah, it was Hophenge. Yeah. By Schoner or Boehner or something. But in reality, it was not as quality as you may have surmised. Yeah, maybe they just, maybe they just, maybe it was just like swill water masked yeah. with hops. Yeah. You know, it's possible. And you get the same thing with, with like hard liquor. You drink some, uh, <clears throat> some five o'clock vodka and it tastes like, uh, like nail polish remover. Mm hmm Or you get like a, a fancy vodka that's a little smoother, but still you can, it's boozy. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do you get the hangover? Hmm? You get the five o'clock hangover. You get the five o'clock, five o'clock gives you the hangover. Yeah. Bad beers and bad brews give you hangover. I didn't realize that. I never thought that hangovers were connected to the quality of the thing. Like, I knew they were connected to the alcohol content. I mean, you, you can drink enough of a good beer and get a hangover. Right. But like, like you're saying, you, you only had, what, four of them? I had four of these. They it said eight point three. I mean, so that's a lot of booze, but like, I do think quality comes into play. Okay. I, I don't know that scientifically, but I, from personal experience, I can say. Okay. I've, when I drink quality booze, I tend to to feel all right. <laughs> well, the next that's... day. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant while you're drinking. And I was like, well, <laughs> too. drink any booze. <laughs> and while you're drinking, you're going to feel pretty good. I think that's the point. But drink, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's, so the quality of the beer is not even about really, well, it's a little bit about the taste experience, but maybe more of, I never thought of it this way, but maybe more of it has to do with the next day. Yeah. Like if someone comes to me and they're complaining of a hangover now. Mm hmm. I'm going to be like, what, were you drinking swill water yesterday? <laughs> I mean, at some point that it stops mattering and you've, you've done fucked yourself. Right. Like if you if you had a dozen, a dozen beers. Yeah. It's not a good idea. No. Don't polish off a dozen beer pack. Don't do that. And expect good things. Like I've heard of people like they drink like a, like a gallon of beer a night. Gallon. You think once you start measuring it in gallons, like that would be... A sign. <laughs> yeah. Or at least you'd switch to like liquor or something like that so it's less volume. Right. You know, because I can barely drink a gallon of anything. Yeah. Like, I can't, I don't even think I could fit a gallon of anything in my stomach. I'm a pretty small guy. And some people, they drink a gallon of beer and they're fine. Anyway, so that's my, well, my Scott Cast take. Even though you're going to be wishy washy about what kind, mm -hmm. I'm just swearing off IPAs. Okay. Give me. Give me some of them craft pilsners that you say taste tasty. Let's see what that's like. You know, let's get, let's get a super premium PBR kind of thing. Let's get some Canadian beers. You know, that's what I'm gonna do. That's my thought. What you I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you the name of that founder's beer because it is good. Okay, let's get the name of the founder's beer. Then we'll switch topics. And I'll just cut this part out. Yeah. God damn it! It's golden something. Solid gold. Solid Gold by Founders is a good the Pilsner or Lager. 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 Okay. I'm gonna, that's going to be my next try. I'll have four of those and I'll report back to ScottCast to be like, did I have a terrible hangover? We'll see. <laughs>
if I if I record one day later than I said I would, that means I did. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So what kind of car do you drive around Hamtramck? What kind of car do you keep here? Uh, we've we drive Fords. We've got a Ford a family. There. Focus and a Fiesta. Ford Focus, Ford Fiesta. Nice solid Detroit cars. Right. Well, I don't Fiesta may murder you if you try to update the software on it. But yeah, if you try to turn it into a self-driving car, it'll yeah. become Jason and murder you. Yeah. But if you <laughs> if you go factory, you're good. Yeah, go. <laughs> don't let the dealer upsell you, okay? <laughs> They're just trying to make a buck, and they don't care that it's going to turn AI and turn iRobot on you. Yeah. You know? So you drive these nice, they're nice cars, they're decent cars, they, they're good, they are good vehicles. They're good economy vehicles. Good yeah. economy vehicles, and that's that's where you should be living in this kind of town. Yeah, right? absolutely. That, that's the appropriate value for property around you. Yep. Uh, there's this car that I love. I love I love fun cars. I love mm-hmm. lots of horsepower and a tiny package, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's so ridiculous. Like, they, there was this uh, Shelby Cobra with a... And they, and they shoved. Usually, those things are overpowered anyway. Yeah. But some some genius had the idea to put a in like an engine twice the size of it mm. in it, and just the power to weight ratio of the thing. Yeah. It's 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 pretty much just an engine covered in tin foil. So it's a fantastic vehicle. And another vehicle like that is the Dodge Charger Hellcat. This is the thing. It's got like 700 horsepower. Lots of power in a They're, tiny package. Lots of power. Like it's like it's 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 for people with tiny packages. It might be for people with <laughs> tiny packages if they, if they really need if they if they're that kind of person that needs the boss. I mean, I would get one. Mm. And what does that say about me? I don't know. I mean, I can't afford one. But yeah, that's well, the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Is these things are pretty much like the Dodge Vipers. Like, they don't do Dodge Vipers anymore. Right. But they do make this Dodge Charger Hellcat. And this thing is probably worth the houses here. Like, a house in Hamtramck is probably worth about the same as a Dodge Charger Hellcat. Maybe a little bit more. Point is, it's well over half Mm -hmm. of a value of a house. Yeah. So, it it would stick out. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I was on the Facebook the other day, mm-hmm. and there's this Facebook group called I Love Hamtramck. It's where all the Hamtramck news gets posted. Yep. And someone posted a su- surveillance security footage of, of a guy uh, getting into one of these Charger Hellcats. So apparently he owns a Hellcat, and he lives in Hamtramck, which is, which is a town with uh, houses very close together. A lot of one-way streets, and everyone parks on the road. Yeah, just in the open. And he gets in. Well, there's like four people who have garages. There's like four garages (laughs) in Hamtramck. I've seen a couple of them. And if you have a garage in Hamtramck, it probably goes out to the alley. Yep. And if you're driving in the alley, good luck with your your suspension. Yes. (laughs) Because (laughs) because you'll drive down the alley one day and. You'll you'll start falling, <laughs> and ten minutes later you'll hit the bottom of the pothole. <laughs> so it's just a weird place to have a Hellcat a nice car. Yeah, it's a really weird place to have a car like that. 
and broad daylight security footage mm -hmm. a guy gets in his hellcat and i guess he's doesn't drive off right away clearly uh he must be futzing around with a cell phone trying to get gps directions or put on his spotify playlist listen to the brand new florence and the machine album or something i don't know what he's doing <laughs> and this white jeep comes up sneaks right up mm -hmm. and a guy comes up clearly armed mm -hmm. like taps on the window guy gets out guy gets in drives off they both drive off and this guy just pretty much looks exactly like me like wanky skinny gangly nerdy little white dude yeah just uh, stands there with his arms outstretched like what's going on <laughs> Why would that happen? You just got carjacked, son. Yes. Even just the engine in that car is worth like <laughs> a salary of most people in this town. Mm -hmm. Just the just the just the engine is like a year's salary, and so it's just like that's my question, and that's the definitive Scott Cast take is not that we support Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. but you, you you if you're gonna have a car like that. Move somewhere where there are other cars like that, so that at the very least, the chances that you will get singled out or are divided amongst the, all the fancy cars in, in the area. Yeah. Don't be, don't be buying a Hellcat. Don't go buying a Shelby freaking Cobra. Don't go buying a freaking Viper, and thinking the best place to keep it <laughs> is outside on a one-lane street. <laughs> In plain view of the world. You know. Sounds like a lot of victim in the middle of the in there. You know, and like, Hamtramck is not a big crime-ridden city. No, it's not. It's like, I walk in these streets all the time. I've never been, I've never had a problem in any way. But you're kind of asking for it when you do that. And besides, a car like that needs to be kept inside. It's a it's a nice car. You don't want to, you don't want the elements attacking it in Michigan particularly. Yeah, Michigan will destroy a car just for being outside. Indeed. And here these people are putting in like, like, hundred grand cars, just just hanging out. So what I'm saying is I hope you got insurance, dude. Hope it covers that, and get yourself a Fiesta, and don't get the options. That's what's up. Don't get the AI options. That's the Scott Cast take. Do you agree with that Scott Cast take? I know you were a little iffy on IPAs being no good for me, but do you agree you should not have a I agree. If you live in Hamtramck, you should have a shitty car. Or an economy car. An economy car. Yeah. Not too shitty. Yeah, like my Nitro, it's an okay car. Right now it's really bad. <laughs> it needs work. <laughs> it needs transmission work, it needs brake work, and it's I mean, missing a door handle. But yeah, uh, it blends in. It should be, yeah. You wanna, <laughs> you don't wanna stand out that much. You don't wanna stand out by a difference of about eighty grand. Your car should not be more than a quarter of the value of your home. Is that a, is that like? Did you pull that figure out of the air? Or is that yes, like a finance? Yes, I just pulled that out of, out of the air. Okay. Because I know like people have like these finance reg recommendations, I mean, like your rent but, should be more than a third. Like. I don't know. I mean, there's probably homes that are worth over a hundred grand here, but you think of like, I don't know. I would I would guesstimate the average home value around here is less than a hundred grand. It's probably eighty. I wouldn't say eighty. That's a little low. But 
I know, like... I mean, they've gone up. They used to be, like, oh, yeah. 40, 50, oh, like, yeah. just years ago. Oh, yeah. What are, the, what are the definitive takes we had here? We were definitively saying, because of Tarot, that you're probably going to win Scottcast Feudcast. That's pretty definitive. That's yeah. pretty definitive. I've definitively sworn off IPAs. There's so many tasty little pilsners you're telling me about that I heard lagers that I could go and try out, little craft beers. And I don't like drinking a lot of beer at once. It's too filling. So why have IPAs when I know at least some of them are going to be masked and like little uh, little time bombs like, oh, is this a bad one? Is this a good one? I don't know. It costs a lot. <laughs> so I'm sworn off IPAs. That's definitive. Okay. That's conclusive. And it's conclusive that you should not drive a Hellcat in Hamtramck. Crime is bad, but so is inviting it to your doorstep. Anyway, maybe that's a little less definitive for you, but for me, definitive. Crime is bad. That's definitive. Crime is bad. Definitive. But you're okay with inviting it to your doorstep? Well, I I, I worry about uh, you can't apply that argument to other things because it's not universalizable. It's it's kind of victim blaming. Victim blaming? Yeah, I guess. But like this That's is, like the sexual assault argument. Oh, she was wearing this shoes ass. Is that? Yeah. Oh my god. Like I'm tell, I'm saying oh, he's, that he was I'm driving that. this fancy car. He was kind of just wanting to be carjacked. Like no, he, he carjacking's not okay. Period. Carjacking's not okay. Period. We can definitively arrive at that conclusion. I would say the worst action was the guy who took a gun to the guy. Yes. <laughs> that was unacceptable. Right. That's definitive. Yes. That is definitive. Was it the the car owner's fault? No. Yeah. He, it doesn't make sense necessarily, but he can do what he wants. But, but here's, he here's, is, here's where my problem with this okay. guy is. It's not that he did it. Maybe he took the risk and he knew the risk, and that was great. Yeah. And like, oh, it happened. Yeah. But the guy's look after the guy drove away, <laughs> where he surprised. just ra- yeah, he just raised his hands like, "What's going on here? <laughs> no, you should know what's going on here." <laughs> You should know that 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 that, that, that that's going to catch attention. Having a cherry red freaking Hellcat oh. in the middle of Detroit, driving it around, keeping it outside. I'll concede every that day. Carjacking is bad. Carjack. Well, this is why people say we're inconclusive. <laughs> For crying out loud! Goddamn. Well, now that we've touched on non-touchy subjects, we've got to... Let me get some more shitty beer. Okay. I can still talk. I got this long-ass cord on my mic. Keep going. Okay. Now that that we've touched on subjects that were supposed to not be hot button, (laughs) but somehow we brought up sexual assault during them, (laughs) let's talk about your theory of uh, doomed progeny. Yeah. So, how are we going to be non-conclusive about this? I will admit that I may have had a problem with IPAs this week. You had a problem with IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried some new ones from, uh, I went up to Steve's there, and they got a pretty good selection of, like, the craft stuff Mm -hmm. from around the the nation. Okay. Especially Michigan, but um, other areas... I got, uh, what was it called? Fat Orange Cat, I think was the brewery. Fat Orange Cat Brewery. 
And so they have some New England style IPAs that were like 8%. And I got a four pack of like the the pint cans. The four pints. Four pints. Four pints of IPA. Um, and I've been in a weird headspace this week while drinking those. Okay, so like this is like not just, oh, you're having a drink and you're feeling a little loose. No. This is like you're having a drink and you're thinking of existential questions. I'm think I'm not even existential, like just things I wouldn't think otherwise. Okay. We had that hamperer and like I... I was more clear-headed with those. <laughs> I'm wondering what they did to this IPA. Right. It was delicious, by the way. <laughs> it was a delicious IPA. But uh, yeah, I got it. I got I got in some weird headspace, and so I was. I got home from work, and it wasn't even a bad week at work. It was a pretty easygoing week, uh -huh. as as community mental health goes. Mm. And I was just kind of just like chilling out and had a had a couple beers and um what day did I text you? It was Thursday, Wednesday. I believe that was Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday, I had a couple beers and I got to listen to some Sun Ra. You gotta remember Sun Ra from episode ten of Scottcast, Sweet Reads, some of the bookisode. That's right. Uh, Sun Ra's got kind of the like the Afro-futuristic, like, black people came from space and established <laughs> ancient Egyptian culture, and it's like the the future space utopia vision for the for the black race, right? Okay, so we're talking about what are we? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. To, this is conclusive cast. I'm trying to summarize. Sunra, Sunra. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's where we're where we're misstepping unsuccessfully. Anyway, so I got to drinking these beers and I'm listening to some Sunra at home because mm. that's what I do. And I got to and I was watching the news maybe before that. And so all these things coalesced into like this this vision of like what are we doing? What is the world? I guess it got kind of existential. Mm -hmm. And I was like. You think about the future of mankind. Yeah, future of mankind. So what are where are we at? What are we doing? What does the future hold? Mm -hmm. And right now, um, things are pretty fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't get political here frequently, but uh, things are not looking good, right? Right, right, Scottcast listener, you know. It's a Scottcast listener. I mean, first off, there's a few like a few ways to look at the future. Yeah. Like, one, we know the future is definitely going to contain more Scottcast, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Two, we know Scottcast is going to become a more powerful media and it's going to influence people. That's, and that's like, also a good thing. I but think that's that's a little short sighted. That's like immediate future. Well, I'm I was, talking like I was planning on Scottcast going on forever. Yeah. Well. Robot doorbell that could make it happen. That's uh, well, I'm getting development. You know, gotta gotta hire some engineers. So that's that's realistic. Yeah, because robot doorbell is not susceptible to climate change. Right. So you're saying climate change is a key to climate change is a big fucking deal. Okay. And we're kind of at the point where it's irreversible. We've already done fucked it. Okay. Even if we like did the right thing right now and tried to reverse it. We done fucked it. Okay. 
are we doing the right thing right now and trying to reverse it? Oh shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to eradicate the EPA instead. So basically what's going to happen, like there's already irreversible damage to the ozone. We're, we're experiencing climate change. Um, the last, I had a stat on this before, but I don't remember it off the top of my head, but like the last some number of years, it's five or 10. Those consecutive years have all been increasingly hotter than the previous like 10 years. Okay. So where, where are we going with this? So we're like it's it's going it's happening uh -huh. we done fucked ourselves uh -huh. where, where are you going with this the climate <laughs> is the climate's ruining itself from an evolutionary standpoint darker skin folk are going to fare better than us lighter skin folk right because 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 when you're lily white like i am when yeah. you stand up go outside for five minutes uh, you get sun poisoning yeah so and we talked earlier about my, my witchy wife and her fair skin. That's right. Like our offspring are gonna die of skin cancer probably. Just immediately. Just if like... you've if you've ever seen a a pastier white couple, and like how white could our children be? They'll be translucent. Yeah, you pretty much. You Their guys, organs are gonna burn in the sun. Yeah, you guys, you guys are you guys are pretty much set up for success in any other century. But right now, yeah, we're. Our, our offspring are not going to fare well. So I was thinking, like, what's the future going to be? Um, white people who've uh, historically had the advantage because of because of racist policies, um, we're going to die off pretty fast, I think. Okay. So your offspring are so doomed to be eradicated. It's by going radiation. to be advantageous to have more melanin. Right. Just because it protects you from dying from the sun just evolutionarily <laughs> evolutionarily it just makes sense for for a higher radiated environment to have uh, more protection precisely in your skin and the pigment so this leads me to a question yeah you you and brownwin husband and wife mm -hmm. you know should you breed and create more progeny yes would that be immoral knowing or at the very least believing that you that your children or their progeny are doomed to die a horrible painful death purely because of the genetics that you gave them is it immoral that's a good question you're like you're like creating people you're setting them up to fail i think that's something to consider i think uh we have advantages in other areas and maybe there will be some adv advances that that can protect us from that horrible death. Suntan lotion, not the least of them. Well, <laughs> we might need something a little more drastic than that. SPF yes. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think we'd be good parents, and that we have other qualities that that would make our offspring valuable should they survive. Okay, like tarot cards and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brownwood's so, got the hookup on all these YouTube channels that they can check out <laughs> to use to predict the future. And... So I don't know that that would be immoral necessarily. Okay. Um, you can... But, but how about this? How about this? Yeah. What about 
you guys have full knowledge of all this, right? And you can pass on traits like these, these like nurture kind of traits. Mm-hmm. But do you need to be pass, pass, passing on nature, do you, or could you do an adoptive kid instead, purely because you think your genes aren't quite ready, aren't aren't quite ready for the next phase mm-hmm. in in a history of life, world world and life history. Well, that's a complicated question, isn't it? I mean, like adopting kids. I mean, like if I had a kid, a kid, that's, like that's what I would do. Because that's I, like both things are true. Hmm. I mean, like yes, that would be fine. But also, there's the biological imperative to pass on our genes. How how imperative is it? Because I don't think I have that. I don't have that imperative mm-hmm. to pass on genes. Well, like you, don't, if, you don't have to. Right. I don't have the bio. So is it biological then? That's how species survives. We we pass on our genes. Yeah. But so but I'm saying I don't feel it. Right. So you, you feel don't, it. You don't have to have kids, but then your genes are gonna your your specific genetic uh, makeup is gonna die out. But we're saying it's gonna die out anyway. Not necessarily. Uh huh. Because you got tarot cards on your side. Because you can. You can selectively mate. Uh huh. So if you pick a partner who has more melanin. Well, you didn't do that though. You picked the palest person you could find. I, I did not do that. No. <laughs> I made. <laughs> I don't want to say I made a bad choice. I made a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's where we get to like, is this racist? <laughs> If you selectively breed for survival, then melanin is an important factor in that. Uh huh. Is that racist? If you breed for survival, well, I would say I would say there's a few if layers you, to this. That's the thing. Like when you when you pick a partner, there's there's multiple things that come into it. Like and like only selecting on that, only selecting on breeding melanin. That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, maybe it was definitely some sort of prejudice, and like you're not taking into account like an individual's individuality because yeah. you're just you're just doing it based on one factor. Exactly. And my thought with all this is, yeah, of course. Like if you're in love with somebody and that's the person you want to spend your life with, that's yeah. that's cool. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But you gotta understand. In a few years' time, just a few, it's not far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, extinction events happen. You know, like yeah. in, in paleontology, that's the entire study. Is People think paleontology is all about, oh, cool dinosaurs. No. Paleontology is the study of the history of life from mm-hmm. well on to today. And... Uh, the biggest, one of the biggest things in paleontology to study is extinction events. Yeah. And they, these things, people are not nearly afraid enough, in my mind, of extinction events mm-hmm. and their possibilities. And like the possibility for them to come suddenly. Like how long do you think it took for dinosaurs to die? Three days. Well, that's because I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Like all the all the dinosaurs. Ooh, I just killed your fire. Yeah, all the dinosaurs pretty much died off in three days. What happened is that comet came down, 
hit the earth mm -hmm. in Mexico somewhere or something, and it created a hole the size of Massachusetts, kicked up some dirt, and it heated up the environment to the temperature of like a pizza oven <clears throat> for three days straight. And yeah. if you put anything in a pizza oven for three days, you take it out, what do you get? Charred mess. Crispy. Very crispy. And like, just imagine putting all the living life forms in this in this oven. And that's what happened during that extinction event. And how long, and it just, just happened. It was yeah. just like, you know, I'm a dinosaur. Oh, I'm pretty big. Nothing can happen to me. Got a big ass neck. I'm eating leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't touch me, you stupid uh, carnivore. I'm too big. Uh, and I'm just going to get bigger and bigger. It's not going to be a big. Oh my God, it's hot here. <laughs> <laughs> What just happened? And then they're dead. Yeah. And that's all it takes. And and so with that in mind, like we right now human beings, as far as evolution's concerned, mm -hmm. we're not that evolved. We have a cool brain yeah. that has this weird executive functioning thing up front that's like different mm -hmm. yeah. in a way than a lot of other animals in the past. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like the dinosaurs, their brains were more geared towards like sensory, like they were good at right. smelling, they were really good at vision, you know, mm -hmm. they were like birds. They, they had more of that kind of intelligence. We got this executive functioning intelligence because mm -hmm. we come from a completely different line of species. Right. That because they were like all like little moles and little uh, whatevers at the time, they survived that three days. A lot of them were just burrowing or something mm -hmm. like that. And that's how they, they survived. Um, and so that's like, yeah, that's so that's that balance you got to strike is like the natural, like environmental advantages versus uh, those adaptability advantages. That's right. But we don't we don't select mates based on that. We don't think about that shit. We don't select mates based on that. But I mean, you can easily choose like, oh, like I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with my, oh, wait a minute. It looks like if we breeded, <laughs> it would be doom. So, I mean, there's like, and if, you, and if you're a couple that really wants to raise a child and stuff like that, mm. why not go for adoption? Raise up somebody who you feel like will survive the next upcoming extinction event that you predict. You know? Adopt. That'd be fucked up too. Well, people if do you went to an adoption agency and you're like, uh, not that one. <laughs> this kid looks resilient. Let's 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 give him. Well, a people shot. do that. People don't totally do that. That's that's exactly how the adoption process that's works. Fucked up too. You get you get reports on the parents. You, you're like, okay, what did this parent do? What did this parent do? Was this parent smart? Was this parent smart? Uh, did this parent have to like like any crazy diseases? Did this parent have any crazy diseases? Like people get like lists of like data points of all these people before they adopt a kid. Like they don't just adopt a kid because they're cute and they play football, yeah, or something like that. They they adopt based on like these like data sheets of biological information, and so like you might as well <laughs> take into account the next extinction event if you're taking into account whether they can earn a PhD. <laughs> like because you you've heard it in like media and stuff like that when uh when like you know you go to a sperm bank or something like that in a sitcom yeah. and they're like i well i'm gonna i'm gonna try to make a baby and i'm gonna go to the sperm bank and uh, oh i want the nasa scientist i think there was a friends episode about this yeah where where joey 
like made up facts mm-hmm. about himself for the sperm bank. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's like the buffoon actor kind of guy. Right. And he makes up a bunch of facts about himself, like, oh, I was I was an I was an astronaut. Oh, I was a all these things. Mm-hmm. You know? I was a PhD earning football playing astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who earned a Nobel Prize. <laughs> and I'm giving and I'm giving away my genes. And so like people do that. That is a thing. So, like, is it my question then, with knowing all this, and, like, what's, is it more moral to to breed with somebody who you know will create ineffective offspring, mm-hmm. you know, very crispy offspring? <laughs> <laughs> Burning the sun immediately, yeah. Burning but... the sun immediately, given the next extinction event? Or, or do you, or, or do you adopt like knowing this like do you just ignore it or do you get the snip snip because I mean, you're too white that's what I'm thinking about doing getting the snip snip it's too snip. white you're just gonna call it off no no offspring no offspring for Scott okay. why do we need more Scots I'm pretty much the best Scott that I could mean, be that's, that's that's fine as a decision you right don't, you don't have to procreate yeah but I think Given overpopulation, the world is completely overpopulated. There are plenty of kids to adopt that Nature's need adoption. Nature is going to solve that problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want my line or my knowledge at you're, least. You're not going to have a line, though. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a genetic line, but it does matter if, if it's a, a if an it's intellectual, line. an intellectual, spiritual kind of personality line. That does matter because, like, nature versus nurture, okay. adopted kids a lot of the time will take take on a lot of traits of their adopted parents mm-hmm. you know like their personalities and stuff like that yeah. a lot of weird things though happen like mm-hmm. where they take on traits that you wouldn't think is genetic mm-hmm. handwriting yeah like i knew somebody who was adopted mm-hmm. and her handwriting was like her personality dead on with her adopted parents yeah. like uh, her adopted parents were uh like high in high in a company you know, very type A kind of mm-hmm. assertive uh, kind of people, and she was a lot like that. And but her handwriting was a lot more like her parents, which who birth parents who weren't yeah. quite that kind of personality. But her handwriting, spot on, exactly like it. Like you could compare a note uh, yeah. to each other, and and like a professional forensics uh, mm-hmm. person would like look at that and be like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I mean, you get uh, <clears throat> you would develop similar brain types based on genetics, um, but yeah, personality stuff is is more so. And that's the kind of thing I should shaped. be passing on. It's shaped in terms of behavior. Yeah, and that's what I should be passing on. Like, look at me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here that needs to keep going. <laughs> you know, I'm overly skinny. I got hair everywhere. Uh, that's basically all you need to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> to really understand why it's not necessarily needed. But hmm. my personality, I mean, look at, I mean, come on. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that this, this guy, this voice, yeah. this mind, man, this is gold. This needs to be, if, if, if human, humanity, mm-hmm. if humanity is going to survive, the next extinction event, mm-hmm. they better have a brain like mine. You know, they better be thinking like me unilaterally or whatever the word is. You know, they better be able to think with all this 
excessive uh, creativity and vigor, mm-hmm. you know. But my body, pfft, no, no one needs my body. I can't even bend over. <laughs> <laughs> like I have hamstrings so tight. Like when I die, they're gonna harvest my body to make bow and arrows. They're gonna take the hamstring and it'll be the strongest bow and arrow in the world. You know, like I am a there's no I'm a genetic mess and that and nothing against my parents. They were great. Mm. And my siblings even they're all fine, but this doesn't need to go on. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe I'll adopt a kid. And like I've never really thought about the sun being such a strong presence yeah. in. Uh, in the future with uh, the ozone or whatever yeah. and all these climate change facts because mm-hmm. i'm a kind of guy i think two days in advance or a million years in advance mm-hmm. you know and you you don't know what's going on in a million years other than scott cast is still gonna be potting <laughs> you know that's all i know is that scott cast is going to be going on these hundred millions of years later yeah so definitively my st- stance on this whole thing is if you're so worried about whether your kid is going to survive an upcoming sun apocalypse, mm-hmm. as told and foretold by Sun Ra, then get the snip snip. Well, and uh, maybe that's you think will be good. That's the optimistic conclusion of my uh, my drunken excursion. There is that it will lead to uh, a rise in in uh the word i want it'll be a new society for for the people of color who've been kind of subverted in the last how many hundreds of years right and you're saying because of this crisis that they will rise and they will explore the universe in peace forever you think as long as elon musk leaves his plans behind after he gets burnt alive there you go (laughs) Doesn't matter how it happens, right? Right. But that's 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 kind of an optimistic. I, I feel all right about that. Well, but you're still gonna make kids, though. And like you're gonna be like, hey, you should be the. You old, know, I, You should see the end of the white man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how immediate that's gonna be. Maybe our our albino child will <laughs> you'll, you'll, be able to mate with. <laughs> you deal with this kid. <laughs> I thought of it, but you deal with it. <laughs> I mean, because I, I love people of color. I just haven't fallen in love with a person of color. I happened to fall in love with, with my witchy wife, and I'm I'm at peace with that. So, but why do you need to create? Why do you need to create another version of yourself, though? Isn't that like a form of selfishness? That like it is, oh, yeah. you need to make it this is. being that is us. I'll I'll admit to that. It's like, come on. Why I, do you need to do that? I feel like I have things to offer the world, and Bronwyn is my favorite person in the world, and we... I mean, and you guys can adopt a kid and raise it, and it'll, it'll have all the traits that you guys it hold won't. so dear, because you're raising it. I mean, you, I mean, you gotta I mean, get it from an early age so that, you know, you don't let some other parents mess it up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, stay tuned to ScottCast to see how Ian decides to appropriate. <laughs> Will he take all this information into account? Uh, next week. <laughs> I'll call you and Bronwyn. Be like, hey, did you guys decide yet? What's the test look like? <laughs> positive or negative? Positive or negative? How'd it go? Did you guys conceive? 
So what's the conclusive what's the conclusive stance then on this? This is a very what's what was the question because we got kind of all over the place there. I think the ultimate question really is: uh, Should you procreate? Like, is it moral to procreate knowing that your progeny is going to be turned into a burn up crisp, whether it's your immediate progeny, your direct children, mm-hmm. or say your grandchildren? I don't know if morality comes into play when it comes to that. Why? Why is that the edge? Why is that the edge of morality with like people have such they're so guarded with their like they need to procreate and they need to make little versions of themselves. I don't get it. Like why does it matter? Why does it matter well, that your kid okay. looks like you? Definitively uh in a billion years the sun's going to explode. Okay, so we have a billion years to write. Why would you want to write a write a story basically where in the a s- fraction of the time they're going to turn into a rice crispy tree? In a billion years the sun will expand and swallow the earth. Right. And everything we've ever known will cease to exist. Well, unless we and get off the rock, we got Elon Musk no, working hard. No tr- no trace of any of our civilization will exist. Unless Elon Musk's uh, unless we do interspace Stellar space travel, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we're going to get there. If we figure that out before we extinct ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> then we have a chance. But, uh, yeah, a billion years in the future, none of this will matter. So, what's the moral conundrum? The fact that I you're creating... dark, sorry. You're, the fact <laughs> that you're creating children who will... who Before the, any of that even has a chance to happen will burn to a crisp. Like, like basically in a hundred billion, how much, what was that timeline? hundred billion years? One billion it's years? It's uh, It's one to three billion or something. Okay, so one billion years. The, the quickest amount of time. Yeah. Uh, human beings have been around for like... Our sun will... Right. It will... Uh, it'll ex- expand it, and kill everybody. It'll lose all its fuel. It'll expand. It'll... it'll yeah. Yeah, Earth is going to be gone in a billion years. But humanity's only been around for 200,000 years. So if we're talking in a billion years, then... So we don't know what's going to happen in terms this of is survival. Like, this is like turn one. This is like this is like the first lap around we're doing right now. And so and you're like dooming your children to be burnt up like no, bacon. No, no. I'm saying... You're, you're reading into my words here. Well, that's the point. I'm saying <laughs> in terms of survival, survival of the fittest, right? Right. The most moral thing to do would be the societally least moral thing to do. It would be to fuck everybody. Was, like literally have oh, sex with oh, everyone. Okay. Make as many progeny as you can. The most mixed gene pool. I don't. I don't agree with that either. Overpopulation <laughs> will mess things up. Mess up the gum up the work. Like it depends. What what scope are we looking at? What do you if mean, we're looking, scope? if we're looking like. Uh, long-term evolution, you want to spread your seed. You want to make as many offspring as possible. Based on my projections of what's happening with the the, uh, the ecology, mm-hmm. you may have better luck with folks with more melanin. Right, because the sun is not, not going to explode, but it's going to be... It's going to give us cancer, hush. probably. So you need to have the tools to, to yeah. live in that environment. 
And melanin is one of those tools. But yeah, in terms of like, what's what's moral? What are we talking about moral? Is like the survival of the species? I mean, like here, there's a few there's a few layers. I mean, I don't think the survival of your specific genes. I don't think any of that's specifically moral. I think survival of your specific genes that's totally not moral because there's so many dead ends in mm-hmm. terms of that. There's so many people who never have kids. There's so many people who never spread their seed in that yeah. kind of way, and that's no big deal. Uh, but there's also so you're saying like <clears throat> procreation at all is immoral. <laughs> you're I'm, saying every, we should just die we should just give up I'm saying we're the first species <laughs> in existence in life existence that on record in the fossil record and any record that has the ability to comprehend okay we're, we are on this point mm-hmm. in the evolutionary plane mm-hmm. we are at this the dinosaurs were over here this is what happened to them uh, and so we have this knowledge. Now, what do we do with this knowledge? Well, okay, let's 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 curate mm-hmm. ourselves to be better fit to face our upcoming challenges and stuff yeah. like that. So, like, is it like is it immoral? Here's the question: <laughs> Is eugenics immoral? <laughs> <laughs> It always comes back to Hitler. <laughs> Shit. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean... Yes and no. <laughs> I think you... Well, yeah, no. You're right. I think we're dealing with a few different topics. I think eugenics is bad. Eugenics is pretty bad. I think even if you're... Definitely eugenics in like Hitler form is bad. That's not even that doesn't even you make sense. You can't force people to mate in a certain way. Yeah. I think you're right in that even even with free will and like free options, like if we if we used uh, genetic viability as a as a test, like there's As like a, this, yeah. like a, there's a commission like formed by the government that's like you know what if you were we're like you know you. our you and I could mate and our our offspring would be more likely to survive in these projected uh, circumstances. That's pretty fucked up still too. Yeah, so I think nobody should mate because <laughs> <laughs> the future doesn't look great, <laughs> and we've got plenty like I said, of people at some point. I think we should clone. Everything is going to be, be cloned. destroyed. Oh. <laughs> and then all this will matter. I think we should get moving. Just do what a... you want. Fuck who you want. I'm all for a brave new love, world style. Free love. Just do. Oh, not free. What are you. <laughs> like, you, you keep giving up on the topic. Like, you keep giving up on. Well, no. I, I. Free love in that, like, you should follow your heart. Like, I chose Bronwyn as my partner and I didn't think about uh, potential extinction events when I did that. <laughs> I just like, we had a connection and I, I stand by that. Well, that's, that's great. And you should stand by <laughs> like your social connections and yeah. stuff like that. But why does that necessitate that, that you're allowed to create progeny? 
only because you the only reason that like this is even like bad is because it's like who gets to decide right yeah it's it's such a nebulous topic it's well, like there's no single authority over I've, who decides who can breed that's ridiculous i've i've cursed my parents for their decision to make me but. that's what everyone says it's like <laughs> who did he even choose to live but, but here mean, we are thinking like we're creating these blessed creations you know good things happen though good things do happen it worked out mm-hmm. i'm kind of glad i'm here now I'm, I'm i've reached that conclusion <laughs> myself <laughs> so hey but then again, we haven't faced the extinction event yet. Well, extinction events going to happen pretty pretty rapidly, so I don't think there will be much blame to go around there. Well, it's not always like a three-day affair. Like oh. the Permian extinction event, what happened there is Siberia. Like, you know how you know how there's volcanoes? Yeah. Uh, volcanoes are caused by, because there's magma underneath all the dirt mm-hmm. and whatnot on the earth. And volcanoes are caused by little offshoots where where there's a where there's a buildup of pressure, buildup of pressure, and boom, and it all comes out. Yep. What happened during the Permian extinction event, where it was basically the entirety of Siberia became a lava field, like like there was a crack open in the crust or something, mm. and the whole thing was just lava. And yeah, it sucked to be on the lava because you got burned alive. But <laughs> also, that's a large space too. Yeah, and lava gives off noxious gases. Yeah. So what happened there was uh, the entire Earth was poisoned slowly. Mm-hmm. So it's not always quick. You know, sometimes it's a. Well, uh, yeah. as, as someone who's been poisoned slowly in their car. Yeah, you've been. Well, that wasn't that slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it. You you catch on that it's happening, but it. When it hits you, you, you don't realize it. Well, that's carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Who knows what Siberia volcanic land poisoning? I couldn't like. tell you about that. Me neither. I have never been poisoned by a continent before. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. This was a quite. We're rocking the fuck out of the. How long do we have to go here? Oh, we're about done. I mean, I guess we covered I mean, all. We the, have stuff to go. No, we kind of covered everything. Okay. Um. We're an hour and a half in. Yeah. And what's our conclusion regarding, regarding eugenics? <laughs> <laughs> our conclusion regarding eugenics is it's a touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who have talked about eugenics in the past who had no business talking eugenics, and they've totally ruined oh, man. the field. Eugenics is bad. Eugenics is bad. It's, it's been ruined. Like, because like, you, you would think it would be logical... To like as a as a species to like mm-hmm. band together and be like okay, which how should we proceed given that we know there's an extinction event coming up? Yeah, should we build bunkers? I mean, at the very least, we should be building bunkers, right? Some sort of underground I mean, society. You don't know because you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what the the event's gonna be. Well, like we're we're all pretty much banking on it being the sun's gonna bake us alive, right? Probably, but I mean, there's. I mean, we're already seeing all sorts of adverse weather events that are happening because of global warming. True. And, like, all the extinction events that I've heard of in my mind, well, which is two, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Permian and the one that wiped out the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. both of those you could live through if you create an underground mole society. Yeah. Because that's how mammals lived. Yeah. Uh, through the Permian and through the 
for the dinosaurs extinction is a lot of them were like little underground creatures mm-hmm. that were able to insulate themselves from the terribleness that was going on outside you know so that's what i'm saying like uh, there's no telling that that brahman and i's offspring wouldn't survive if we i think burrowed underground we would probably be kind of all right yeah i think okay that's my conclusion that's the scott cast conclusion is that because okay. once once we reemerge, it's going to be like ice age and then we're most adapted because hitler is bad yeah because hitler is bad <laughs> we there there cannot be some decree saying who can breed with who agreed and, and you should not be selecting your fuck who you want do what you want basically like be well no not fuck who you want you, there should be some consent yeah <laughs> fuck who will consent to fuck you <laughs> be consensual um so we can't we can't touch that subject yeah uh but we can be like look kid uh look at look at your mom look at your dad <laughs> we are you can see the organs working inside of us because our skin is so translucent like mm-hmm. you can see like the veins and yeah. the muscles and the and the organs pumping and moving because mm-hmm. we're so translucent that means the sun can attack us you know what that means kid your first gift is a shovel you're learning how to dig you're learning how to live underground you're gonna be mole boy (laughs) like that's your like as a parent like if i was a parent of Mm -hmm. a super pale kid that's what i would be doing i'd be like look kid this is your passion okay you don't have room to podcast you don't have room to play guitar you don't have room to develop any kind of hobbies you have room to create bunkers so what you're saying I'm gonna create the. I'm gonna create the only people that are gonna survive through any extinction event, and they are going to end up ruling the world. Yeah, from underground, they're going to be the lizard people Illuminati <laughs> of the future. Yeah, I knew I was gonna get there. Because <laughs> they're gonna be all pale and like they're not gonna be blind. Because like when you live underground for millions of years, like you lose sight and you lose all melanin because there's no need for melanin when you live in a bunker or living in an everyone's just gonna have rickets (laughs) you just turn into rat naked mole rat people (laughs) (laughs) so that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen it's gonna be great scott cast that's how scott cast is gonna live on we're gonna the scott cast stream and the pod is gonna do you want I know we're kind of like at the end here. We're going to do whatever. Do you want some Final Destiny in to, okay. to wrap up? Because I feel like uh, <clears throat> there's been talk of our, our advancement in the podcast world. Okay. And I've made it clear that uh, fame is not a... Uh, I mean, you're pretty much already famous. It's not an aspiration of mine. Not an aspiration. So if we get too famous, I might, I might walk away. You're going to bounce. But I don't want to put these final destinies to waste. Okay, so you want to you want to give give our podcast audience a maybe final final destiny. I don't know. I mean, if we get super famous tomorrow, I mean that's it's kind of your call. It's your cast. Let's do it. Let's do a final destiny. Yeah. What's up? Well, how did you die? Almost. Uh. Let's talk Halloween alcohol poisoning. Halloween alcohol poisoning. Because that is slightly relevant. It's yeah, it's kind of uh, apropos. We talked a lot about uh, IPAs. We talked a lot about uh, uh, hangovers and stuff today. So let's read about a time you made unwise decisions with uh, <laughs> alcohol during Halloween. I'm sure this is a subject 
that a lot of Scott Cast listeners can relate to. Yeah. Like Halloween is kind of the time to make these kind of bad decisions. So this was Halloween 2008. It's 10 years ago. And uh, I was going through a rough breakup and I was feeling pretty, pretty down. Um, so my buddy from high school invites me up to East Lansing there, good old MSU. And uh, we're gonna party it up and, and try and forget all my woes. And uh, so I, oh geez, what did I get? I got a pint of Canadian Club. Canadian Club whiskey? Yeah. Okay, so that's this kind of Canadian the, whiskey that comes in a plastic bottle. The worst whiskey you can buy. Bottom shelf. Yep. Like, why would you buy the worst whiskey? Uh, I, was not, I was not a whiskey connoisseur at the, at, the, at the moment. And you were like, well, that looks good. And so I got a pint of that, and then like, oh, a pint might not be enough, so let's get a couple... couple. For, just for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. All right. So I can just, see where this is going. Just in case that doesn't do the job, let's get a couple uh, couple pints of booze, uh, like beers. Right. And so I was I was Sigmund Freud for this this uh, Halloween gathering. Did you have like a like a big cigar? Yes. Did you have like a ball cap? I didn't do a ball cap. I wasn't that that. Uh, I mean, you kind of have a Sigmund Freud look about I had you kind of the, naturally. The, like the beard going. Yeah, even with your beard right now, I mean, you can kind of, if you had it like, if you just made it a little bit white. And, yeah. And you looked with the scowl. I think I, I like powdered it or something. Mm-hmm. And I did like a just cheesy tie and jacket and whatever. Definitely the cigar. I had the cigar because that's what made things go wrong. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. So I had uh, my good old pint of Canadian Club, and I had two like pints of uh, high gravity uh, beers. Okay, so you were you were like, I'm gonna go prove something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like fuck it, we're gonna have fun. I can drink booze, quote unquote. So I go to this party, and I'm Sigmund Freud, and I uh, get shit faced. Mm-hmm. You drink like all of what you bought. Yes. Okay, so this is a couple pints of whiskey. So this is like a horrible idea. And some idea. beers. Yeah. Like already it's like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling a little sick just thinking about it. Just when I said Canadian club, you were like, oh. That was enough. <laughs> yeah. I was wretched. We, we actually deleted me puking on the floor from this podcast. <laughs> like, I, like I was retching earlier. We had to pause for a bit. Yeah. When he said Canadian. Canadian club. Just Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Molson Canadian. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, what do I remember about this party? I well, remember. Not much. <laughs> I do recall that uh, my friend had some of his college buddies around, and I was playing to character, my Freud character. Okay. Not very well. But I was accusing random partygoers that I had no previous contact with that they definitely wanted to have sex with their own mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Almost got into a fight. (laughs) What did he like? Because he was like real offended by it, which makes me think that maybe he actually did want to fuck his own mom. Because I was obviously just joking. Yeah, and, but as drunk Sigmund Freud, once you <laughs> once you latched onto that concept and they took it seriously, you were like, 
Well, <laughs> don't you? Well, yeah. What was he dressed as? I don't recall. Oh, okay. Like a pirate? Something like that. Okay. Um, so I remember almost getting into a fight. And then... What year was this? 2008. Okay. It was 10 years ago. And then I don't remember much until I was vomiting off the balcony. Before I vomited off the balcony, I smoked my cigar. Mm. That was the problem. Well. <laughs> In addition to all the I would say that's the trigger. That was the trigger. That was, was, the, that was the hair trigger and a trigger that tr- was going to get pulled anyway. The trigger event was... Yeah. I sh- if I did not smoke that cigar, I probably would have just passed out and maybe vomited later. But I vomited immediately off of the balcony. And then furthermore in the rest in the in the bedroom into a trash bag for like two hours <laughs> good lord that sounds like my hangover after two ipas yeah so uh if i had not stayed conscious or had people to watch over me i might have died of alcohol poisoning but i survived um the reason that is apropos mm-hmm is because Bronwyn had a near-death experience that same night. Whoa! That's some witchy stuff right there. Is that how she? Is that how you two got together? Like she got she was, into she did a, some spell. A vehicle vehicular accident. Her friend was driving and going too fast into a construction zone, and that lane ended, and she swerved, and they flipped, and Whoa. she got the car was like fucked mm-hmm. like they it looked like they should have died mm. but she survived nary a scratch she got uh she got a good concussion she has some scars from it like oh, her okay. her arm where her tattoo is so you can't tell now but she's got like glass where a glass cutter in mm. her head she's got glass stuff so she was real fucked up that night as well and then but we, not, not like the way you were fucked up <laughs> Different ways. Mine was probably preferable to hers. Yours was a fun. You got to tell someone that they were about to do their mom. You're like, you know what? You should probably try it. I mean, it looks. It seems like something you really want in your life. <laughs> what was that like? A also, that sexual. That person could have murdered me that night easily. So maybe that's another level. I don't know. Well, yeah, you were you were leaning over a balcony <laughs> for two hours. And they were pissed at me for accusing them of wanting to. Have, uh, and of course with their mother yeah. an Oedipal were they Oedipus? <laughs> that would have been an Oedipal thing yeah, yeah were they drive, like dressed as Oedipus? that would have been great because if they were they should not have been pissed right that's like you're asking for no it was something dumb like a pirate I don't remember okay Captain Oedipus yeah <laughs> <laughs> they call me Captain Jack Oedipus so yeah and then uh, how many two months later we met and fell in love two months later huh yeah. So like she was still She probably still had some fuzziness. Major scarring. That's what she fuzziness. Had, she had you it sounds like you both were probably a little fuzzy <laughs> at the time of meeting. And you guys both came to and realized it was all cool. Yeah. And you were like, you know what? I don't believe the sun's gonna explode later. Do you? <laughs> I don't either. Let's let's get together. <laughs> And maybe we'll create beautiful translucent children who will create a mole society. There you go. That would be great. I would love an Ian Dixon society. We didn't plan it out that way, but... 
Would you would you would you populate a mole population? Like if like if like there was like a like someone was coming door to door and well maybe not door to door. <laughs> that seems like a janky way to recruit people. But if someone was uh like being somehow invited you in, in a not in in a way that was uh not like a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, not like a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> like going around recruiting people for a mole society. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a quote from the episode. <laughs> but like, uh, if someone came around, like Elon Musk, and was like, you know what, space—it's probably not a good idea. But mm-hmm. you know what's a better idea? Uh, digging into the core of the Earth and using the Earth as shelter from the Earth's radiation while we build these spaceships that will eventually uh, create interstellar peace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you do that? Would you, would, you, would you jump ship from Earth or from Earth as we know it to live underground as a mole man? I feel like I'm pretty skeptical of that sort of thing. Uh, I think if we have a future, it's in space. And I think if we have a future, it's as mole men. I think, well... I think there's going like to be said, a rift in humanity of people who are going to go in the space. Sun, the sun's going to die and it's going to swallow us. In a billion years. Do you know how long that is? But we got to look out because... A billion years ago, there wasn't gonna, life. How are you going to research space if you're in the fucking core of the Earth? You have people who go up with space suits or sun suits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sun suits and like sunglasses and mm-hmm. uh, and and they're the ones who are launching rockets and getting on because like right now how many people are working on space travel like 20 20 not enough yeah like, there's like 20 people total in the space industry so it's like yeah we can have a team of 20 people up on the surface launching rockets and being like did that go off well i don't know did you see it where did it land like we can have those people up there while mm-hmm. the mole society continues to thrive because we've got horticulture you know we got a We've got a. We've How got are the mole making people going to survive? Like, what are they eating? We've got. I mean, if people can grow weed in a basement, we can grow crops in, a, in an underground cavern. You know, uh, and like being so close to the Earth's core, um, all that molten lava, all that heat energy. Come mm. on! All you have to do is make a well, and we could have infinite energy. We won't even need nuclear fusion. We don't even need nuclear fission. The Earth's also cooling. Well, not that much. Like, not enough, like, because, like, it's super hot in the middle. Like, even if it was, like, cooling, like, in the middle, like, it wouldn't ever cool to the point where it's, it like, we can't drain the Earth's energy, you know, in the core. We can't mm-hmm. do that. It would, that's impossible. Well, we can do that, but it, it's, it's, it's... In, uh, what, a billion years? <laughs> that's the long timeline. We'll have Elon Musk will have saved <laughs> us by then. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk and his kids. He's our savior. He's going to f- find all the answers, huh? Yeah. Well, or his kids or stockholders. <laughs> the PayPal guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Remember PayPal? Fuck that guy, man. Dude, the first time you made a purchase on the internet, it's because of Elon Musk. That's true. You know? so if, I if can't you, deny that. If you've ever purchased something cool on the internet... Like, if you ever gone on eBay and, and got yourself a cool Riddler action figure? If you've ever gone to Amazon and bought yourself a nice book? Yep. It, it's because of Elon Musk and his PayPal. Speaking of opening things, do you want to uh, crack open your Kinder Egg? 
Mm, I think we should wait for feudcast. Really? Okay. We should do it in front of. We should do it in front of. It could be a little teaser because it's got a prize in there. There's a prize in there. Okay, go get it. I didn't know there was a prize. That was just chocolate. I don't know. You don't know what a Kinder egg is? I have no idea what a Kinder egg. The is. fuck, man. What's a Kinder egg? These are a little different because they're like special edition. Usually, these used to be. Um, I don't know which one broke. These, these are not like a thing that you can legally sell in the U.S. What? Why not? Because they're a choking hazard. Because American children are dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, they're eggs that you. It's like an Easter egg, but it's like edible. You, you, it's a chocolate egg, and there's a prize inside. Okay. But American children are stupid as fuck. And they'll eat the whole thing. They'll eat it and choke and die. Okay. So you can get these in Canada. You can also get these in Amtramic because fuck it. <laughs> uh, rules. You know. <laughs> That's about the ethos here. <laughs> these are a little different. Okay. So um, these aren't in halves. Maybe these are legal for actual people. Um, this is the chocolate side. There's a little scoopy. You can scoop it out and eat it. Mm -hmm. Here's your prize. Open that up. Okay. Like, what if it's like an animal? It is a Jurassic World. It's an ankylosaurus. It's a Jurassic World theme prize. Oh man! Here we go. We got an ankylosaurus. Oh, you got to form them together. You got the outer shell, and you got the little skeleton. And oh my god! That's you need so to build cool. it. Yeah, like well. They fucked up the skeleton severely. <laughs> like, the, their skeleton forum is like, like a, a ribcage. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a cat with a stupid thing on its tail. Like, like the thing about the Encarnasaur is that, uh, like, that, that shell on its back, that, that hardcore shell, yeah. that's its skeleton. It's part of the skeleton. That's why we know what they look like, because yeah. their skeleton is preserved. Anyway. But, but that's, that's cool, though. That's it is fun. a cool little toy. You got a little toy. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's see what it says. It's got setup instructions. <laughs> You're that down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like you put them together. It shows you all the ones that you can get. Nope. Gotta catch oh, yeah, them all. It does. Yeah, they got an Apatosaurus, they got an Ankylosaurus, they got a T Rex, a Velociraptor, a Stegosaurus, a Triceratops, and a Dimetrodon. No, no, Dimorphodon. I don't know what the little flying guy is actually. Oh, okay. It's kind of screwed up. I don't. That's that they. That's one of them creative license dinosaurs they did, <laughs> where it's not quite like it was. In the, there you go. In the actual life. Well, yeah. This is awesome, so man. You Thank you. Dinosaur now. Yeah. And you can eat this. This is like a eat this chocolate thing. It's like a. Uh, do you ever Dunkaroos? Do you remember those? No. It's like real, just thick. Frosting and chocolate bits. Okay, so it's delicious frosting. It's like treat. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. You're welcome. And so there's one for the 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 feudcast winner as well. That's fantastic. Well, which means I'll be enjoying one later. <laughs> if the tarot card reading is correct, you will be having your own little dinosaur. So this is a fantastic episode of Scott Cast. I'm going to send it to some of loyal listeners first to make sure mm -hmm. it's not a. There's it's not, not too, too much racist. eugenics. Yeah. 
not too much eugenics. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to see if we were definitive enough. Yeah, to see if we were definitive enough. Like, did like we were not conclusive according to this person in other podcasts. But did we come up? I don't think we actually came up with much of a conclusive argument about uh, what we should do, given a. Uh, uh, an impending mass extinction although I'm pretty sure the mole society is a great idea because mm-hmm. if we can make uh, if we can make crops underground and we can d- derive energy from the molten core mm. it would only make sense for us to descend to the depths of the earth and become mole people I mean that would that would help us for some period of time but I can uh... for a billion years and then we'll have and then we'll have space well let's think we'll how do you... A billion years is a long time. How do you remember to, to go back? You just write it down. You get comfortable and then you're... You write it down. The sun swallows the earth. You write it down and you make sure Elon Musk con- constantly has a team going upstairs. I know Elon Musk has some sort of tunnel system he's developing already. Mm-hmm. He's developing speed tunnels so people can uh, commute between LA and San Francisco or something easily for some reason. He's big into that. He's <laughs> <laughs> that bat in space. <laughs> <laughs> So I think he's thinking the same thing. He's like, let's let's go let's go underground. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We're gonna all go underground, and it doesn't matter who you read with. You know, all these considerations doesn't matter. The sun can do what it wants, and you know, the Earth will probably return to a to a glorious existence. You know, what with uh, absolutely no carbon footprint <laughs> coming from a, from the uh, how do you say the uh, the humanity. Yeah. Because uh, we're all underground being mole people and we'll c- control everything about our environment and it'll be totally a-okay because they're, we're making the environment. It's not like you can mess up the environment when you're creating it like like dwarves in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know? So I think the moral choice for any human being today is if you were going to have a kid, as soon as he turns, he or she, I'm not going to be sexist, as soon as they turn three, Shovel. That's your gift. (laughs) (laughs) With that, I think we have a great conclusive Scottcast. And uh, email in hotforscottcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on uh, the impending doom of humanity and whether going to space, going to uh, the underground, or just accepting death will be good. What was that? You You had a look... I I just remembered another one of my um, my feverish thoughts when I was drinking IPAs, but it's uh, we're we're done. Yeah, we're we're two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, given all that, I bid thee adieu. Adieu.